and welcome to The Turbulent World with James M. Dorsey. I'm your host, James Dorsey. If real estate is anything to go by, Dubai is fighting to defend its status as the Middle East's go-to business and expatriate hub against Saudi efforts to replace it. Saudi Arabia's insistence that corporations doing government-related business in the country, many of which have their regional base in Dubai, move their offices to the kingdom by 2024, has yet to dampen the appetite for Emirati real estate. Last week, the kingdom eased the rules by exempting companies that are sole bidders on a government contract and enterprises with annual foreign operations worth less than 1 million Saudi rials, or $266,000. Similarly, big-ticket Saudi projects have so far failed to dent the Dubai real estate market. Prominent among those projects is NEOM, a $500 billion futuristic 25,000-square-kilometer desert city on the Red Sea. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman expects Neon, which seems more like a vignette in a science fiction novel than a real-world project, to become home to nine million people. In addition, the new city is slated to host the Middle East's first international winter sports tournament in 2029. Neon takes a leaf out of Dubai's marketing strategy that has successfully touted the Emirates projects in superlatives. Conceived as a linear metropolis, the city in the making envisions creating 15 islands in its first phase alongside a complete mobility system, the largest marine on Earth, and a commitment to sustainable energy involving turning 95% of the city into a natural reserve. If indeed built as envisioned in the mind-boggling plan for the city, NIA, centered on the line, a 34 square kilometer linear smart city, will run on 100% renewable energy with no carbon emissions, have no roads or automobiles, and retain most of its area for wildlife, thanks to the smaller infrastructural footprint. Meanwhile, Dubai's real estate market is soaring. In October, Indian billionaire Mukesh Ambani bought 5,534 square meters of land priced at $163 million on Palm Jumeirah, an artificial island populated by glitzy hotels and posh villas and apartment towers. Mr. Ambani also acquired an $80 million mansion for his youngest son. Weeks later, a mystery buyer purchased an eight-bedroom, 18-bathroom villa on Palm Jumeirah for $82.4 million. A large influx of ultra-high-net-worth often cash-paying individuals, many of them Russians, fuels demand in Dubai that last year drove prices up 
by 70%. The freewheeling deals were one reason why the Financial Action Task Force, or FATA, an anti-money laundering and anti-terrorism finance watchdog, put the UAE on its grade list. Fatah has since said that as a result of the reforms, the UAE came to be seen as a transparent international financial hub and a model global citizen had become compliant with 13 of its 40 recommendations, largely compliant with 23 recommendations and partially compliant with four. Even so, Dubai appears to have no intention of publicizing its property registry. Critics assert authorities have little incentive to increase oversight or transparency because that would dampen interest at a moment when Saudi Arabia is seeking to unseat the Emirate, at least as far as corporates are concerned. Moreover, discretion is one reason the Dubai real estate market goes from height to height at times of crisis, like the Ukraine war and the recent pandemic. Beyond Russians, recent buyers include cash-rich Gulf nationals, Israelis, people leaving China since the easing of COVID-19 restrictions, and those shifting operations out of London in the wake of Britain's exit from the European Union. In a statement last year, the UAE said that it takes its role in protecting the integrity of the global financial system extremely seriously. This includes embedding a clear regulatory framework for real estate brokers who are obliged to file reports to the government's financial intelligence unit for real estate purchase and sales transactions. Nevertheless, the Dubai real estate market has witnessed its ups and downs. Many see the 2008-2009 crash as the fallout of the global financial crisis. Even though research by major real estate companies predicted a downturn before and independent of the economic collapse. Analysts caution that debt refinancing because of the rising cost of borrowing poses a threat in a market in which 19% of banks' credit risk exposure is real estate related. Developers are less concerned. Do I worry about a tsunami or typhoon? Well, it's like the pandemic. No one saw it coming but it came. You can't really worry about that, said Burak Ayildiz, chairman of Alpago Properties, a Dubai luxury property developer. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Also, thank you to all who have demonstrated their appreciation for my column by becoming paid subscribers. This allows me to ensure that it continues to have maximum impact. Maintaining free distribution means that news websites, blogs, and newsletters across the globe can republish it. If you are able and willing to support the column, please become a paid subscriber by clicking on Substack on the subscription button 
at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Or support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mini soccer. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes. Thank you.